Hello and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On the show, we aim to give you a taste of what international student life at Lund is like, as we speak to current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests. My name is Tim Parker, and I'm an international communications officer here at Lund University. Today, we're going to be talking about the journey from student to staff here at Lund University, as well as discussing everything in between. So I have a very special guest in the studio today. Hello, nice to meet you. Hey, uh, hey Tim, nice to meet you. I've been listening to a few of the previous episodes and I like them a lot. So I'm happy to be here on the podcast. Thanks for the invite. Happy to hear it. And Philip, you started off as an international student here at Lund University. So could you fill us in on your background and what you've studied here? Uh, exactly. Um, I studied in Germany before um, and I wanted to study environmental science. And here at Lund University, environmental science is a very broad and interdisciplinary study. Um, so that, I think, was really, really um, catching my attention, um, which then made me apply for this program. It's called LUMIS, um, but actually it stands for the International Master's Program in Environmental Studies and Sustainability Science. It's a nice program and very international, and I think it's one of the um, things that attracted me most to this program and to Lund University, and ultimately also made me stay here. I think. Fantastic, and I believe I'll be I would be correct in saying that you weren't wouldn't be the only German student at Luxus. Is that correct? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and also, I think my batch was the largest batch um, since it was during the pandemic. We had I think more than seventy five students. Um, as uh, many got accepted, um, just not like out of the uncertainty of how many students will actually come to Lund and study. So this was a very bad, a big batch, and many of many Germans also studying here. I think uh, Lund University and studying in Sweden is very popular. Yes, exactly. I know for a fact that of the 130 different nationalities that are represented on campus, that German students make up one of the largest. Oh wow! So it's a nice relationship we have with our our friends down in Germany. Yes, I think the university systems are similar and we can uh, adapt easily to studying here. And um, I think we, or at least from my experience, I really enjoyed the approach that um, the Swedish system at the university he has when focusing a lot on um, working together on group works and presentations and discussions. So I think that was something really easy for us um, German students being used to German um, university system to adapted uh, in here in England. Nice, that's good to hear. And just remind me again exactly when you graduated from uh, Luxus? Um, I graduated uh, now in January. Um, it took me a little longer to finish my master thesis. Um, <laughs> um, I had a, yeah, some, like, some research and some interviews that I conducted um, and a little uh, accident. But now everything is, is good and I'm happy that I finished the, the master thesis. Um, and now I'm happy that I got a job here actually at uh, the university. So I'm happy to stay. That's fantastic to hear. So where are you working now at the university? Now I'm working at the IIIEE um, the, here in Lund University. Actually just closed, uh, closed, the, closed down the, the road. It's called the International Institute for Industrial Environmental Economics, but we just like to call it the INSTI um, <laughs> or IIIEE. Okay. And I'm there as a research assistant uh, working on circular economy, um, especially right to repair, um, but also on podcasts and a MOOC, a massive on open online courses. <laughs> um, another acronym that uh, is 
easy to mix up. Um, so I'm working on one of those courses now as well. Fantastic. That's great to hear. So you obviously like learned enough to stick around. Yes. Perfect. Well, there's a lot to dig into, uh, but I think maybe we can go back to your master's degree if you want to first maybe shed some light on perhaps your thesis or how you found the program, and then we can discuss a little bit more about how that translated across into your work now. Mm -hmm. um, so as I said before, I was really attracted to Lund University for being one of the oldest universities in Sweden in such a small, like relatively small, beautiful city. As for a master's, I was looking for um, a medium or smaller size city to really enjoy having quick connections, meeting people and becoming easier friends as opposed to studying in Paris or um, Barcelona or Berlin or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the really attractive aspects of Lund. But then more specifically, the program at Luxus caught my attention as it um, brings in together many different dis uh, disciplines and international backgrounds into one program. So it creates a really diverse and good atmosphere for studying and exchanging um, thoughts on how to solve one of the biggest crises um, I would say we have, uh, climate change. So that's why what brought me here to Lund. And then I liked it and enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I wrote my master thesis about um, Malmö's approach to becoming more climate friendly in regards to mobility or urban mobility and with a, a niche in concept idea of uh, mobility hubs. So a network uh, approach to uh, different forms of mobility within uh, Malmö. And then I really liked how Malmö as a city uh, and similarly Lund also both tried to find um, solutions to become more sustainable through um, approaching citizens and diverse um, groups and audiences. Uh, getting their feedback, um, such in, in Malmö, for example. So that's one of the reasons that I thought, oh, this is a really interesting topic, but also interesting environment to continue working and looking for jobs. Um, I was looking even in the option of working with uh, the municipalities. But for that, of course, I need to improve my Swedish. <laughs> so now I'm ha very happy that I found a very interesting job uh, in English um, as at the university as a research assistant. Um, which also enables me to keep uh, learning Swedish. That's fascinating. Um, and yeah, for those listeners uh, out there that haven't been to Sweden before, Melmo is about a 10-15 minute train ride away from Lund. And many students and staff choose to live in Melmo just because it's a little bit bigger, a little bit more going on, a little bit more diverse. Lund's also, of course, a fantastic place to live as well. And then after completing your research, you moved on to work at the INSTI, as you yes, called it before. Exactly. And so what exactly are you working with there? Um, there I'm on a research project um, on right to repair. So right to repair is a movement and an approach um, towards more repairable products. Mm -hmm. um, so it ranges from design to um, the accessibility of repair information to legislation and the EU um, Commission proposed a directive on this and within the research we're conducting we're analyzing the different positions around it as we want to understand um, who is supporting this, in which ways is it affecting us consumers as it should enable us consumers to have better access to repairable electronics as we want to prolong the life of electronics and reduce the amount of e-waste we have. So I think this is a really interesting and beautiful example of where sustainability and policy um, reach or together create something more practical 
Um, and so I'm really interested in this uh, research and um, I really enjoy the working atmosphere at the Institute. And then on the other hand, I also have the task of um, continuing with the podcast, Advancing Sustainable Solutions um, from the Institute as well. And um, where we focus a lot on promoting and discussing the impact of the research that we're doing and the different researchers um, and their approaches. So I think that's really interesting as well. And then another um, idea and part of my job is to uh, create a course um, on public uh, circular procurement, another example of actionable um, research. So to help the municipalities in Sweden to be able to procure more circular and more uh, sustainable in a way. Um, and that's what I really like about the Institute where there's a very um, practical approach to sustainability and research and combining them together actually. Wow, that's, uh, you've got a lot to keep you busy there and a lot of meaningful projects as well, I would say. And uh, I mean, I'm just thinking for our listeners out there, you've studied at one sustainably, sustainability focused faculty and now you're working at another. So do, did you find that you're approaching sustainability challenges from a different perspective or what's the relationship there? I think so. So I think here, uh, Lund University, um, as also discussed in previous episodes, is, I think, ranked 12th uh, most sustainable university in the world. That's right. Um, <laughs> and I do think we have very good, um, actually, cutting-edge um, research here um, in regards to sustainability throughout the university and throughout the different institutes and departments. Um, so I think it's really interesting to mix and combine and um, reflect on one department's approach to another. Um, and that's also what I'm doing now. So for me, uh, at least the approach at uh, Luxus was more on um, research and, and science. Um, and, and at the INSTI, I would argue, at least from my experience, and um, which is half a year now, <laughs> um, I think there it goes more into actually finding um, policy, understanding policy, uh, supporting businesses um, towards more sustainable practices and a little bit more um, practice uh, oriented, at least from my perspective. Um, so that's what I really like to compare these perspectives of the two different departments and um, to get insight into similar topics and also in the collaboration. So there's also collaboration, research collaboration between the two departments or institutes um, all within the, the realms of um, the university. So I think it's good to compare and to see different perspectives and to acknowledge them and take the best out of both, I would argue. All right, so it sounds like you're a living, breathing example of experiencing those different perspectives. And on that note, I'd be really interested to hear about the difference you've experienced from being a, a student and then becoming a staff, because that is quite a common path for our international students. Like many of them, like yourself, really enjoy living and studying in Lund and they choose to stay here as researchers or administrators. So how's that experience for you? Well, I think the first main difference was that now I need to pay more for Skånetrafiken, <laughs> the local train um, trains here. Um, but on the other hand, now I get a, a salary also, so there's some difference. Um, but it's really nice um, to continue staying here. Um, some of my friends and some of my fellow um, batch mates, they still stay here around Lund or Malmö. So it's still nice to have some people here. On the other hand, um, I can still go to like 
Kalmar Nation, for example, for, for lunch. Um, but I think it changed a little bit. I think before I was more engaged with uh, a student community, um, volunteering more um, with UPF, for example, uh, as we had many uh, people here talking about UPF before, the Association for Foreign Affairs. Um, or then also um, like uh, the UN uh, nation in Lund. Um, so there are different uh, associations here in Lund where I was more active before, mm-hmm. as now I think I shifted a little bit um, my focus. Um, but I really enjoy still staying here in Lund. Um, and even though it changes a little bit, I think as a student, you go more out to the nations, to um, like to parties. Um, <laughs> And I think that's something that shifted a little bit. Um, now working more and having more stricter schedules than as a student where you can or you have to be um, disciplined on your own. And now I think the workload and the working hours, they help um, to be more disciplined in that way, I would argue. So there's some changes here. Uh, well, Lund is still as beautiful as, as always. Nice. That's That's really good to hear. And... Obviously, when you're studying an international program, it's a very international experience. Everyone knows that. We talk about it a lot on this pod. We have students from 130 different countries uh, here on campus. But when you're working uh, as an international staff, do you still get the feeling like Lund is uh, welcoming to international staff and it's an engaged international uh, community? I think so. I think, well, Lund University, for sure, and then the Institute even more, I guess, at least from my judgment, since the Institute is just very opening and very international with the two international master programs um, and lots of international students at the INSTI, it's a very welcoming and open atmosphere there. Also, I think in Lund in general, as Lund is so open and used to having uh, many different international people here, I think it's really welcoming feeling um, even when you're not a student anymore. Um, and now also Kulturnatten, just the other day, um, the festival here in Lund where uh, museums are open uh, and cultural events and activities are throughout the, the town. There's so much going on. There's so much international um, audiences and uh, people. So it's really a nice atmosphere, actually. Um, and it is very, very welcoming. And on the other hand, I think that's an issue, at least for me, <laughs> since I don't uh, learn as quick uh, as I would like to learn Swedish, um, <laughs> since everybody is actually so fluent in English. Or there are so many internationals, and the Swedes that you meet, they're sweet and um, are happy to talk to you in English even. <laughs> so that reduces my uh, learning curve for, for Swedish, but I think that's a, a, a disadvantage that is actually no disadvantage. <laughs> it's actually beautiful. A very learned type of problem to have. Yes, I think yeah. so. And I think any international student has will experience that at some point. So it's good, or staff even, good that you brought it up. So Swedes are speak uh, speak English perfectly. So you kind of have to push through and work on the Swedish. Yes. Yeah. Are you taking any classes right now? I'm doing the SFE class. Yeah. Um, and that's also really nice um, to meet more internationals. Um, many of them who also studied here at the university before and now are looking for jobs and then um, taking SFE course is really helpful as this is a course paid by uh, Lund um, Kommune, so you don't have to pay for it um, and you get a time to finish the course so I think that's a really good example of where you meet or like what you could do after um, finishing here to study when then deciding to stay and realizing that then Swedish might be even more relevant than before uh, during student life. Yes. 
nice, nice to hear. But for the most part, you're, of course, you studied in English, you wrote your thesis in English, and now you're working your day-to-day -day life. Do you mostly speak English at the Institute? Yes, um, I think, like, I could speak more Swedish, I think. Uh, I have many co-workers and colleagues who um, are Swedes. So I think I could speak with them in English uh, or in Swedish. But for now, since my Swedish is not as good as their English, it's easier for us to speak in, in English. But yes, um, nice. for, my, for most of it, it's just in English. Well, and I mean, if you're going to be working in any kind of international environment, English uh, will be the most common language that's going to be used here at Lund University. And I guess, for example, the uh, online course that you're developing, that's in English, right? Um, on one hand, yes, um, as it is an open online course um, for everyone. But on the other hand, we are tasked uh, to do this for the Swedish um, government, actually. So they want these courses to be done for their employers. Um, okay. So there's a little bit of a different idea to have the Swedish as a main focus while making it accessible for um, all other nations and all other languages. So I think it will be both Swedish and English. Perfect. Well, that's good as well. And the course, could you tell us a little bit more about it? Um, the course is um, a living example, I would argue, for um, how to make Lund's, Lund's research more accessible for people around the world um, through offering these online uh, classes, which are for free. You can take them in your own pace. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want, at the end, you, get, uh, you can apply for the certificate, I think, when you finish all the exams and exercises. But if you don't need the certificate, you can just go through the course, read whatever uh, parts interest you, um, and then be done with that. Um, so that's really a nice flexibility of share or like having access to world-class uh, research while not having to pay for it, not having to move to Lund, even though I think yeah, you're missing out if you, if you don't come here, <laughs> um, even though acknowledging it's not possible for everyone to come, mm -hmm. uh, especially regarding the numbers of course um, course scores um, that we have. Um, but then this course that I'm doing, the idea is to um, help practitioners to become more um, circular in the procurement that they're doing. Fantastic. That's, that's great. And I'm just wondering, when it, any idea on the release? release date? Um, probably next summer, I would like, guess more or less. Okay, so our listeners can hold on for a little bit before yes, they... But we have a few now. The recent uh, There was a recent uh, MOOC that we collaborated together with WWF mm -hmm. um, on um, cities. Um, so there are many different MOOCs, actually. I think we have six or seven uh, different MOOCs. Um, and with many different topics, um, ranging from circular economy to procurement now in the future, hopefully, yes. Well, thanks so much for telling us about those courses. And I'm just wondering if there's any other aspects of uh, life in Lund as an international student or staff that you want to share uh, that you've experienced. Um, yeah, uh, well, I really like uh, playing water polo. And um, there I have some students, uh, or like they're in my team. Um, we're a mix of students, um, exchange students, international students, Swedish students, but also um, staff from the university um, or people employed at different jobs, like not even related to the university, even though that's a little bit rare in Lund. <laughs> um, and that's really nice to mix also with um, 
just different people and play water polo. Um, so that's really cool here at Hürgewal, uh, just down the road. That's another advantage here of living at Lund. You can cycle or walk to any uh, place you want to go. Um, and then I also participate at the food cooperative. I think Fabio talked about it a little bit um, at Stenkrosen, which is another, like there's so many nice aspects to Lund actually. So Stenkrosen is um, a place offered by uh, Lund municipality to different organizations who can apply for some space there without having to pay rent. And Stenkrosen then has many different organizations there and the food cooperative is one of them where we uh, want to get um, local produced organic food um, here in Skåne. So everything is um, close by to Lund. Um, it's harvested and produced. And we want to extend the, the range of people who can have access to these kind of producers um, at the fair price. So we don't have any, there's no idea for us as an organization to make extra profit. So we don't, we're all volunteers. And there are many students, some volunteers who volunteer, um, but also other people, also some university professors, some people from um, other parts of the university, uh, some researchers. And I think that's really nice to mix and to have a, a diversity of people meeting there, uh, getting good producers, even though it's very um, French, um, how you say, there are many French speaking people. I guess they all mi uh, miss their good food. Um, so I think that's one of the ways to get some good food here sweden nice and a good way to meet french people as oh, well course, yeah. <laughs> nice oh yeah that's fantastic to hear so i mean you've been studying and now working with sustainability and you're also uh, practicing uh, living in a circular way or in a, more, in a more sustainable way in your everyday life as well uh, and also with uh, circle center but there was a whole episode about it, but, <laughs> um, that's really cool and i like to um, borrow some items there of course Nice. Or uh, Friti Spanken, which is similar but organized by the Grundskommun. Uh, perfect. Yes, actually, good that you mentioned that as well. We should get them in here to talk to them. Oh, they're well. really cool, yes. Nice. Yes. And I believe you're also working, as you mentioned, with a podcast at the INSTI as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, we, have a, we have three podcasts um, at the Institute. Uh, one is run by students um, on their own initiative. Um, Sustainably speaking, beyond the aula, that just launched um, half a year ago, I, I think I would say, um, to get a better uh, insight into student perspectives um, at the institute, um, and also talk to alumni on their personal experiences, and then we have advancing sustainable solutions, um, a longer podcast, a uh, longer podcast format that we launched in two thousand eighteen. And um, there, the focus is more on research itself and uh, research and sustainability-related topics and really exploring the different um, research that is going uh, on at the Institute. And then there is um, Talking Transformations, um, T2 podcast, um, where it's more about very short, like a short format um, of quick um, discussions, such as when there's a big conference, for example, to meet up, have a short uh, exchange and record it. Um, so a more loose um, approach to the podcast. And I think these formats and the diversity of podcasts are really, really beautiful. That's also why I think a podcast like this one is really nice to get different perspectives together, to get different people here and um, on a different medium also. Uh, even though we can always combine it also with uh, social media and other forms. But I think listening to someone and uh, telling their experience 
in this form you can't have anywhere else. So that's really cool to have. Nice. And perhaps a very good opportunity for a future international student who's sitting at home somewhere in the world, uh, who's thinking about studying uh, environmental management and policy or sustainability science here at Lund. They can uh, listen to these pods and start to come into the mind frame of what it's like to be a Lund student and researcher. Exactly. And um, I think these are really good examples of getting um, some insights into different parts of um, the university that you don't get through the online course catalogs or the um, syllabus that you have. So I think these are different perspectives actually into it. And I think it's easier than uh, reading a whole paper. More, uh, <laughs> the, the truth comes out. Yes. <laughs> a lot more relaxed. I mean, what would you, I mean, it's really nice to do if you're just washing the dishes or commuting as well. Exactly, yes. You know? And I guess you're going to hear a wide variety of accents on those podcasts as well. Yes, that's a very international uh, group. And uh, Advancing Sustainable Solutions uh, had a little pause, but now we are producing some new episodes again. Um, the next one will be on women in power, literally um, in the uh, energy sector. Um, okay. okay. Uh, a very important and good topic um, of research that we're doing there. And we'll discuss more about this in the upcoming episode on sustainability, oh, sustainable solutions, advancing sustainable solutions. Nice. Now I think I'm going to listen to those pods myself. Cool, I hope so, yes. <laughs> We're happy to grow with more listeners and get feedback. Um, we're always happy to get more feedback um, as we have so many different listener, uh, listeners from all the world. And we've been talking a lot about different uh, different faculties and departments today. Um, so for anyone out there listening, Lund University website is very detailed, very robust. So if anyone wants to go in and find out more about Luxus or the Institute, I really encourage people to go uh, onto our web and take a look there because we've been talking about quite a lot of different aspects yeah, uh, today. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, Luxus and the IIIEE, we both also have our own websites. And I think on LinkedIn also, we, it's where we post most, um, or for the Insti also on Facebook. Um, so just like hit up triple uh, I double E, and then there you'll find some additional photos maybe, or stories and alumni, uh, alumni to talk to. So I think that's always good to to do that before applying um, for a, a position here or a, a study program which is also what I did when coming here to uh, Loomis, first being in contact with um, alumni who gave me their opinions and uh, reviews on um, on the study program. And I think that's really nice to get a different perspective or like additional perspectives um, on the university and the study programs that they offer. Nice, that's great. And uh, Philip, I think that's probably about time for today. Did you have any parting thoughts to any future students, uh, any advice or any further tips? based on your journey from student to staff? Well, I think if you can, uh, reach out to people living here in Lund, reach out to people studying here in Lund, to some alumni, um, see whether you like uh, living in Lund um, through these experiences, um, and just try it out if you can, and reach out, yes. Perfect, well, thank you so much for coming in today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Tim, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se. You can also follow us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
and you can also chat with our current students on Unibuddy. Don't forget to subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you a new episode very soon.